0: Welcome back to Mishnayomi. Yomi. Today we're finishing the third parak of with parak Gimel Mishnah Chas, Moving on to the fourth parak Mishnah Aleph. Omer Avlo A person can say to his fellow friend, fill this container with me, even though he knows the volume of that container. But he cannot say, fill in this specific amount, because that resembles the weekday activity of measuring. For Yehuda Omer comes on. Yehuda says, Im Lo yimalenu. If he has a container which is meant for measuring, he can't, say, give a a one-cup or one-gallon jug and, say, fill this up, because then he knows exactly what he's doing. (laughs) This happened with the Abishol ben Butnus and a merchant. He would fill all his containers up prior to Yomtiv, and then give them to the customers on Yomtiv, and in this case, he'd he'd be sure to give them the precise amount, but since it happened before Yomtiv, he wouldn't violate the prohibition of measuring on Yomtiv. Even in cholam Moed, he would do this because of the foaming of the measures. And that is, when you pour wine, so it bubbles up. And if it bubbles up and you give it to the person when it's still bubbling, you're not going to give them the amount they purchased because you're giving them some of the foam. And that's dishonest uh, business practices. So what he do is he poured the night beforehand and let it uh, settle down overnight to ensure that he gave them exactly the amount that they paid for and wouldn't give them less. This holy Abba Shobin would do this even during the weekdays because he wanted to ensure that all the oil drained out. Meaning, if I say I'm selling you a jug of oil, but I'm going to pour it into your jug, so what's going to happen is there's going to be some residue, some residual oil that's going to stay in my jug. So what he would do is he'd take their jug the night beforehand and take his jug, pour it in there, and then leave it suspended upside down overnight so all, all the oil would drip out. A person can go to a storekeeper, someone who he's a regular customer of, and say, "Give me a specific number of eggs or walnuts," because this is prom. It's it's common for a person to count these items on his way home, meaning to say that some items, if you say, "Give me a certain amount," that's the way you buy and sell them, uh, and therefore, because it's associated with buying and selling, it's forbidden. Others, it's people to say, "I want a specific amount. I want a specific amount of eggs or walnuts," and therefore, because that is normal, so then then it's a um then it's okay to do so. Okay, moving on to chapter four. Prior to the prohibition of Yom Tov, in fact, one can argue, different than Shabbos, one of the areas where there's more stringency on Yom Tov than Shabbos, is that we don't want to exert ourselves in an extra fashion on Yom Tov. Therefore, HaMeiBiKaiYamMuklaMukla, a person wants to transport jugs of oil. Well, you, a salad with a cup, you can't put them in a b- box or a basket because that, even if it's not full, it looks like it gives the appearance that you're involved in excessive exertion lugging around this basket full of uh, jugs of wine. Uh, well, maybe of well, he could bring a jug on a shoulder or in front of him because that's you're only carrying one at a time in a small quantity and doesn't look like uh, excessive exertion, which is resembling a weekday activity. Similarly, one who carries a box of straw may not sling the box over his shoulder. But uh, maybe he can carry in his hand again. We don't. We want. We don't av- avoid excessive exertion, or the appearance of it. A uh, person begins to take st- uh, straw from new piles of straw, even though prior to Yom if the owner didn't designate this to be the straw that you are going to kindle. Uh, you can't go to the lumber in your backyard and take that that for firewood because that lumber was set aside for construction, not for firewood, and therefore it's considered muksa. I wish you all a wonderful day.